because half the choir went out of town. Ain't it? Amen. Choir been singing real good. Don't lose that. Don't lose that. Don't lose it. Don't get so comfortable. Amen. You know how we do. We get we we sound good two straight weeks. We think we're doing something. No, man. We got to keep it up. Amen. Keep keep up that intensity. Amen. And certainly when Stephanie gets done with her probationary period, that's another voice in the choir. Amen. We want that choir to grow. Amen. St. John chapter 2, amen. I'll be reading verses 1, amen, through 4. And if you have it, amen, let us stand to honor the reading of the word of the Lord. And amen. When you have it, say, Pastor, I'm there. If you need more time, say, Pastor, I don't read. All right. St. John chapter 2, verses 1 through 4. And it says, and the third day there was a marriage in Cana of Galilee. And the mother of Jesus was there. And both Jesus was called and his disciples to the marriage. And when they wanted wine, the mother of Jesus saith unto him, they have no wine. Jesus saith unto her, woman, what have I to do with thee? Mine hour is not yet come. You may be seated. For a subject, amen, this morning, if you would allow me to preach to you for a few minutes from the title, he worked you in. He worked you in. Amen. Father, we come before you in Jesus' name. We honor you for your loving kindness and your tender mercy. We stand in the pulpit this morning, amen, understanding that no one is qualified to handle your word and no one is qualified to preach to your people. These people of yours are precious, amen, and they are your children in your sight. Father, we come, Lord God, asking that you would give us the word that makes preaching easy. This word is called the anointing. I pray that as the anointing comes, we will learn how to, Lord God, disappear, that you may identify and establish yourself in the pulpit. I pray that, Lord God, that you will allow the word of God to serve as a seed planted in the hearts of your people. I now bind the enemy that comes to mess with the minds and to distract the atmosphere and the climate, Lord God, to stop, Lord God, the process that you're trying to start in this ministry. We ask your blessings in Jesus' name. Amen. So when one attempts to get a full understanding uh, about this way of life, you'll find that uh, this word faith is a very important word within the worship experience. Faith is being defined as a measure of belief that God gives us with the responsibility to increase this faith by the principles that God would leave behind. You will find, my brothers and sisters, that there are many of us who get the privilege of being called into this way of life, but don't last a significant amount of time because they fail to register the importance of increasing this faith. Faith that is given in the beginning of one's walk cannot be the same faith they have when walking with God for a while. It becomes imperative for every believer to understand that our enemy knows 
that his biggest fear is that through all that he puts us through, that we can still maintain our ability to believe God. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. One writer said it like this. He says, oh, taste and see <laughs> that the Lord is good. And blessed is the man that can trust in him. I believe we have good reason, amen, for that purpose just to render God a praise. Yes, yes, yes. So, so as we move carefully into the word of God and the Bible opens up with information about a marriage that is taking place in Galilee. And the marriage, which is known, you know, to be a happy time for the parties involved because when you are married, life takes on a different meaning when you're partnering up with what appears to be your soulmate. What the child of God has to understand is this is why the enemy fights so hard to keep us from partnering up with Jesus. Because he knows that despite where he tries to keep you, who you have partnered up with has brought a new meaning into your life. Yes, since I became a partner with Jesus, I went from disaster to destiny, from being pushed aside to having purpose, from having less to on my way to obtain greater. I have partnered up with Jesus. So the marriage was taking place in Cana of Galilee, preached Damon, and the Bible declares that Mary, the mother of Jesus, she would be there. Here was a public figure known as the mother of the expressed image of God, and she would be found attending a ceremony. It gives us the understanding, child of God, that the reason the devil attacks our participation because he wants you out of position. The enemy knows that coming to builds discipline, but what comes out of it changes destiny. And as long as I can stay a participant, God can erase every place I've been and write, and write every new place I will be that will give him glory. Somebody shout hallelujah. This almost feel like church in here. It is here now that as the marriage was taking place, the Bible now declares that Jesus would be called to the ceremony. I come to tell you that somebody had enough sense to bring Jesus in the middle of it, even though he may not have been there when it first started. What the child of God has to understand is that the enemy is known to do his most damage when the child of God has left out the middleman. Because he knows that if Jesus is in the middle, his hands have been disqualified to control your end. Somebody in here needs to tell the devil that you may have messed up my beginning, but you have been disqualified from my end because Jesus is now in the middle of it. Oh, I feel an anointing coming. Somebody shout hallelujah. Oh, right through here, you will find that not only was Jesus called, but the Bible declares that his disciples would now be called alongside of Jesus. You will find, my brothers and sisters, that there are people whose lives have took a turn for the worse when they're being left out 
of an important event. But we got evidence in the text that when hanging with Jesus, you will always be included in the ceremony. Is there anybody in here that knows what it's like to be considered an outcast, ignored for who you are, frowned upon because where you have been, but now I got joy in my heart. I got strength in my legs. I got a praise in my spirit because I've been included with Jesus. Tell somebody, I've been included. Don't matter what you say about me, I've been included. Don't matter where I've been, I've been included. No matter how many mistakes I made, I've been included. Somebody shout hallelujah and say, preach boy, because I feel an anointing coming. It is here now that you will find that there was a dilemma at this marriage ceremony. The Bible declares that they will have no wine. And it is here that the mother of Jesus would take it upon herself to inform Jesus himself. You have to follow the example that this mother would leave behind because she did not discuss this problem with people who didn't have nothing. But she came to the one who knows how to work with nothing and turn it into what you need. Is there anybody in the house that is in need of some wine this morning? Need a breakthrough? Need something to turn in your life? You got to bring it to Jesus and let him work with it. Somebody shout hallelujah because I'm almost there. Somebody shout glory. So, so notice, if you will, that the mother of Jesus, she was the one, the Bible says, that brought the request to the Savior. It gives us the understanding, my brothers and sisters, that she didn't have the testimony of just being there. But she was very much involved with what was going on at this ceremony. Now, what the child of God has to understand is that there is a difference between just being there and being involved. Because people who are just there, they never learn how to get wine from Jesus. But those who are involved, they know how to make wine out of the bad grapes that the enemy has left us with. Somebody need to tell that devil, as long as I got grapes, I can still get wine. As long as I got Jesus, I still got joy. As long as I'm in the church, I still got a way out. As long as I got the grapes that you have given me, I can still. Somebody shout hallelujah. So it's right through here that Jesus responds now to his mother. It appears he would respond in a harsh-like manner. He says, woman, what have I to do with thee? This statement could have came off being rude and like he had no relationship with her at all. But you never see his mom walk out being angry. What the child of God has to understand, uh, everybody ain't going to catch this, uh, is that sometimes uh, rejection is not for you to walk away. Uh, but rejection uh, is designed to take your faith uh, to another level. 
Can you still stay in the face of Jesus when it seems like all heaven has turned against you? Do I got one person in the house that's determined to be blessed and you can tell your neighbor, I'm going to get my wife. Say, I'm going to get my wine. Oh, I'm going to get my wine. Tell me, I'm going to get my wine. I'm almost there, musicians. But look, if you will, how Jesus would mention the time factor. He said, first lady, that mine hour is not yet come. In other words, Jesus never denied the fact of providing the wine, but he would slide the word yet in the conversation. What the child of God has to understand uh, is that you can't mistake rejection uh, from the yet theory. Because as long as I'm in conversation with Jesus, uh, there is always a possibility that yet will turn in my favor. You ought to tell your neighbor, I don't have my husband yet. My kids ain't saved yet. I don't have the job yet. But I'm still in conversation with Jesus. Somebody shout hallelujah and say, don't leave out the yet theory. I ain't got it yet. But yet get ready to turn. Let's get ready to turn in my favor. Shout yeah. Shout yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. You ought to tell them and say, Deb, I got one word for you. Yeah. It is here now that the mother would instruct the servants. She said, whatsoever he saith unto you, you make sure that you do it. You will find that based on her actions, we have evidence that she would overcome the psychological setback that would take place in her mind uh, that came from the rejection of Jesus. Uh, now what the child of God has to understand, uh, don't get too deep, Damon, uh, is that when you cannot overcome uh, the psychological, uh, it will delay you in the physical. Because the enemy knows uh, that if the same mind uh, is in you uh, that was in Christ Jesus, uh, it will bring your desires uh, all to pass. Uh, somebody to tell that devil, uh, I'm not going to let you make me uh, lose my mind uh, up in here, up in here. Somebody shout hallelujah. Somebody shout glory and say, devil, that mind is too strong. My mind is better. It's stronger. It's powerful. It's anointed. You're not going to make me lose my mind up in here. Somebody shout glory. Somebody shout hallelujah and say, preach boy, because I feel an anointing coming. 
So it is now they were commanded to, to do whatsoever Jesus would ask of them. This is because Mary would know that the cooperation from the servants would bring the manifestation from Jesus. What the child of God has to understand that God does not have the time to fight through anybody's egos. But if you're going to walk into your whatever, you got to do the whatsoever is asked of you. Is there anybody in the house that is at the point of whatsoever, that whatsoever it takes to be blessed by Jesus? You can count me in. prepared to follow the instructions of Jesus. And the Bible now declares, first lady, that there were six water pots of stone that was in the sight of the servants. Now what sticks out in the text, my brothers and sisters, is what the water pots were made out of, which is stone. It is here that Jesus shows us. He shows the child of God the ability and his desire to work with stuff that is hard. I come to tell you that many people have given up and thrown in the towel because of how hard things have come into their life. But we got evidence in the text. It does not matter how many hard things is in the way of Jesus. To him, it ain't nothing but a water pot. You ought to tell somebody, don't lose your praise because it ain't nothing but a water pot. Don't lose your joy. It ain't nothing but a water pot. Don't lose your peace. It ain't nothing but a water pot. Shout yeah. Shout yeah. Shout yeah. Somebody shout hallelujah. Somebody shout glory. Let's take 30 seconds and give God a praise. Nothing but a water pot. Six water pots that were made of stone. And the Bible declares that Jesus would instruct them to fill them up with water. He would take something, watch this, that was unstable and put it into something that could not be moved. What the child of God needs to understand that if you are trying to turn your situation from water to wine, you got to learn how to stop putting your water in the wrong pot. I come to tell you, when you pour your stuff into Jesus, you give him a chance to change your water. I dare you to touch three people and tell them it's time to put your water where your miracle is. Put your water where your breakthrough is. Put your water where your blessing is. Shall ye? Shall ye? Shall ye?
I'm drawn to a conclusion. And the Bible declares that Jesus, he never told them what he would do. He never told them how much water to use. He never told them how far to fill them up. He would just instruct them to fill the pots, six water pots, up with water. And the Bible says that these servants will fill all six water pots up to the brim. Because I come to tell you, to grab hold of your miracle, you got to be willing to go over the top. Y'all ain't going to have no church. I'm preaching to some folk in this house who need their water turned. God said to tell you that it's time for you to go over the top. You got to praise him through rejection. You got to praise him when your pot is empty. You got to praise him when you can't see results. Tell your neighbor, you got to use all six to get your wine. Use all six to get your wine. I'll praise him. I'll walk with him. I'll serve him. I'll die with him. I'll live with him. I'll give it up. Yeah! Yeah! Somebody shout yeah! Somebody shout yeah! Shout yeah! 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 Somebody shout hallelujah! Somebody shout glory! And say neighbor! I won't get my wine! I got too many pots huh, not to get blessed. I got too many pots huh, not to be blessed. Huh. I got too much water huh, not to be blessed. Huh. I'm doing too much pouring. Say, neighbor, huh, I'm getting ready to use all six of them pots. Because I need my wine. I need a breakthrough. I need to be healed. I need deliverance. I need to be saved. I need a better job. I need more money. I need all six water pots.
wondering why I had him follow me around with the water pot. I got your clothes now. And we got to emphasize the conversation between Jesus and the mother. He said, woman, whatever I should do with thee, my hour is not yet come. In other words, he had a set time. He would reveal his identity. He had a set time. He would reveal his purpose. He had a set time. He would show his power. But when Mary came looking for wine, Jesus was gracious enough to work it in. And I'm talking to some people in this house that's looking for God to turn your water. He told me to tell you that despite not being his time, he's getting ready to work you in. He's getting ready to work your breakthrough. He's getting ready to work your blessing. He's getting ready to work your miracle. Somebody tell your neighbor this next one is on schedule. Drop your water pot. Huh? Get ready to work you in. Huh? Drop! 